Boom. We are live and back with another episode of the Change What We Normalize podcast. Uh, it's been a while, y'all. It's been a while. I'm not going to lie. It's been a while. Um, there's no excuse. Uh, I've been a little busy getting things done. You know, your boy's getting married soon. So uh, just a lot of planning and different things going on, but I'm excited. Um, and that's this is the reason why I had to do a live stream for this episode. I feel like I owed y'all this. You know what I'm saying? So I want to bring this live stream here. And I have a super, super special guest, um, a great friend of mine, someone who is incredible in so many different ways, uh, a mother. Uh, I, I consider her an elite fitness trainer. I consider her a mentor. Um, she's a business owner. She's, she's just so many things. It's hard to almost even sum it up, but ultimately just a great, great person. And I'm super excited for y'all to join in on this episode and really hear from my great friend, Kristen Johnson. So she's going to be coming up soon and we're going to get this thing rolling, man. But again, I'm excited to be back. Um, Expect a lot more episodes from me. I have some super special guests lined up for y'all and I have some value on the way. Um, So again, if you're listening to this now, if you're on this live stream, do me a favor, go ahead and share this, uh, tag a friend, tag somebody you love, but get this message out because this is going to be a powerful, powerful conversation. So coming up next, is my interview with Kristen Johnson on the Change What We Normalize podcast. Chris, what's going on? Hey, Nate. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited to have you here, though. Thank you uh, for taking some time out your evening. I know you're super busy. I know we got a few of your ladies tapped in right now on the Facebook. I'm actually checking it right now. Hey, y'all. <laughs> you know, ladies uh, are joining us, and we're going to dive into a little bit of that, too, as well. But um, now I'm excited. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. Uh, my dog is also excited, as you can see. Um, thank you for giving me. <laughs> thank you for giving me this opportunity um, to tell my story and just, you know, hopefully I can reach someone, even if it's just one person who might be going through the same things that, you know, I was faced with um, and, you know, and get them to inspire them to change, motivate them to move and, you know, you don't realize what you're com- what you're capable of. So hopefully, you know, this story will help them realize that I'm no different than anybody else. And if I can do it, they can do it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was the main reason why I was like, I have to get you on here. Of course, I've been saying it, but I'm like, yo, somebody needs to hear, you know, your story is something that I always love to say. Um, and I'm going to start saying this every episode too when I bring guests on. So y'all going to get annoyed with this, but I don't care. It is what it is. But your story <laughs> is about you, but it's not for you. And I'm a real believer in that. I mean, you heard me say when I did the speech over at uh, Oakrest, like your story is about you, but it's not for you. It's for someone else. Um, And I feel like once we get to a point where where we've healed from certain things, it's time for us to to share that because somebody else needs needs that, especially in the space that you're in training. You know, you you have a massive following of women um, (laughs) who are coming there, not just for for weight loss or muscle gain, but they're coming for a myriad of different issues and, right. and, and, and situations. So I think it's super important. So, uh, yeah, let, let's, let's go ahead and dive into that because I met you back in, sheesh, what was this? Uh, what are we in? 21? 2016. It was mm. 16? 
Yeah. Yep. We met in 16 at Retro Fitness. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah. And and you were killing it then, actually. But that was like that was like when you were like starting, starting. So let's do this. Let's let's kind of dive into that a little bit about that part. And then let's let's even go back a little further right after that. So go ahead. Let's let's start with that retro fitness when you were kind of transitioning to end to like, yo, this is what I need to be doing. Well, I guess so. I lost all my weight at Retro Fitness um, after years of trying and failing. I finally was like, I'm over this. I'm not doing this no more. I was tired of starting over. Um, so, you know, I buckled down and I was going very hard and I lost 100 pounds at Retro Fitness uh, in less than a year, in about 10 months. And um, wow. you know, that's crazy. It was, I mean, I was, honestly, I was fed up at that point um, because I was 27 and I had put on the weight when my son was born. So he was born when I was 20. So it was seven years of trying and failing Mm. to lose that weight. Um, And it gets, you know, it gets defeating, like having to start over, take a before picture, get yourself all hyped up, get yourself to, you know, give it all your food, go grocery shopping, get to the gym. And then, um, you know, something happens, you cheat and you're like, you know what, whatever this is for me. And before you know it, you starting back over again. And I think I got to a point where like the process of that was just, I was fed up with it. So that last time I was like, man, I'm not doing this ever again. And um, <laughs> ever, I'm gonna die trying to do this. So that last time I just said, I'm not going to stop. That's just going to be the difference this time is that I'm not going to stop. And it's been seven years since then. And um, I haven't stopped since. And so basically what happened was people started asking me for help um, once I had lost the weight. Um, You know, different women in the gym just started asking me for tips. And at that point, you know, I had no... I had no plans of being a trainer. Um, mm. I was a paralegal at the time. And, you know, that's that. something I went to school for. And I did internships for. I worked for different law firms. So, like, that's the road I thought I was going to go in. Um, but people started asking me for help. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe I should go get certified. Um, went and got certified. I started sub- subbing group classes and just really trying to help people just because I wanted to help them. Um, and you know, what ended up happening, I put on Facebook, like, oh, I'm doing a workout at such and such time, come meet me. And like 15, 20 people came (laughs) and, uh, the owner of the gym was like, we're going to give you a class. (laughs) I'm going to give you a job. Um, and you know, after that, I think that was like right before I met you, like I had just started training when I met you. I didn't really know what I was doing. (laughs) I was Mm. thinking I was making 70 year old men do inchworms across the floor. Like I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and they kept coming back too. They did. He, that was, remember Randall? That was Randall my, was that dude. Yeah. He was doing inchworms. I said, he's going to inchworm out of here and never come back. He was with me for a minute. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it was crazy time. And, and at that point, I was really just doing it because I loved doing it. It was no money involved in it. I would have done it for free. I did it for free many, many times. I did it for $5 or, you know, like just because I, I I just really enjoyed it. Um, so, you know, that's how my career started in that. Um, and, you know, there was all this background stuff going on in my life. I was going through a very tough breakup at that time. Um, you know, my ex and I just, we were doing everything to try to stay together, but 
wasn't working out. And, uh, you know, the gym and my work was very much like a release and a way to get away from, you know, the things that were going on behind the scenes. So anyway, that that was, you know, that took me to that time. And I quickly realized that, like, maybe this is something I'm I'm passionate about and that I enjoy doing. Um, and maybe this somehow was tied to my purpose. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, I did this. Um, I did this 21 day Daniel's fast. I used to go. I went to Fusion Church and, you know, they do the Daniel's fast uh, in January, like that first. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. I was doing the Daniels fast and it oh, was so we, we waiting for you to come back. I'm a member. We're waiting for you. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm there in spirit. Um <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm coming, I swear. Danisha, I'm coming. Um, so <laughs> I did the Daniels fast. Um, and you know, you when you do the Daniels fast, it was right around that time, right when I had love was trying to lose weight. I was almost to my hundred pound mark. And you do the Daniels fast, not to fast for weight loss but for like a specific answer you're looking for. And my my thing that I was fasting for was what is my purpose in my right. life? And, uh, you know, cause I used to go to this job. I hated this job. I was in the car, like, I hate this job. Oh my God, how do I get, this can't be it. <laughs> this can't be what I'm meant to do. Um, and I fasted to find out what my purpose was. Um, and, you know, God put it in my heart then that you know, I was going to be a trainer and I hadn't even reached my goal weight yet. Like I, I remember being at the point where I was like nervous to even say that I wanted to be a trainer because I felt like people mm. were going to laugh at me <laughs> because wow. I wasn't fit. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't fit the mold. Um, so yeah, so that's, that was really it. You know, I got these visions of me like training people around that time after I did the 21 day uh, Daniel's fast and, you know, it went, it went from there and, after that, things just kind of started opening up and happening. And, you know, it's been very much that since. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and and as I'm listening, it's like it wasn't a smooth path either. It wasn't like the Daniels fast. This is my purpose. And now it's just popping. It's like we went through, you went through a whole thing. Like I re- we remember talking about it. Like, Yo, Man, we, was making, like, we was making crumbs out here crumbs. waiting for people to come to the gym. <laughs> we made $7 a session. I will remind you. Seven whole dollars. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the sessions were a half hour session. So in an hour, you would get 14. And, um, you know, <laughs> you and I would sit at that trainer's desk, always yeah. get our track and be like, did we work this week? Did, we did I even do anything? Can I buy a protein shake? Like <laughs> anything? Like, right. It was just all went to taxes. Um, but yeah, yeah you right. know, it was pretty much. And, and that's what it is when you work for a gym. Like the gym is not for the trainer. I mean, I guess it's not my best. Um, I shouldn't say that, but most gyms are not, especially the big box gyms. Um, they're not for the trainer. You know, they paid us $7 for those sessions, but they were charging people $60 for those, the R sessions. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. And I knew at that point, bruh, bruh, I knew at that point that I was going to be a stepping stone and not somewhere that I was meant to stay. Um, so, you know, I think once I got to the point where I had built my business up, um, you know, I, I took it out of that gym and, you know, cause I would never have survived. I think I made $10,000 the whole year from, from that. Jeez. So I don't even, yeah, I mean, it was rough. It was rough, especially going through the breakup and, you know, I lost my house with, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. all this was all around the same time. Yeah. So let's, <laughs> let's go, let's go a little further back then to like young Chris and kind of, you know, 
how you were raised, you know, what was going on around you? What were some of the things you may have seen or what were some of the things that impacted you, you know, even today that you're still growing through? Um, you know, I think it's super important that we kind of at times not live in those places, but revisit so we can see how far we've come and, and our growth. Right. So I, I want to dive a little bit further back to, you know, young, maybe even teenager, maybe even younger. Like, what was that experience like? Um, well, you know, this is going to be this is something. This is juicy. <laughs> Let me get my tea. Um, so, yes, I mean, I had, you know, I had a little bit of a, a difficult childhood growing up. Um, my parents, I love them. Love y'all. Um, love you, mom, mom and dad. My parents broke up and got back together quite a bit. They actually were married once, married twice. Uh, so I was in their second wedding. Uh, they were divorced twice. Every other year of my life, they split up. And every time they would split up, we would have to move. So every other year, I went to a different school. Um, I was the new kid. Every other year, we would move back and forth between my grandparents. Uh, house and um, you know <sighs> it was not it was uh, I I grew up in not the best environment um, my parents were fighting quite a bit uh, there was a lot of toxicity in my household growing up it was a little bit like a you know it was difficult to grow up in um, there was a lot of fighting and it was just about every day of my life um, when my parents were together, um, you know, and then they would break up, these crazy breakups would happen. And then we'd end up at my grandparents' house. Um, and my grandparents, you know, would help my mom with taking care of us. And then my mom and dad would get back together and mm. we'd end up back in that same kind of toxic environment. Um, you know, and, and it, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, I became like a little bit of a fighter um, and, you know, mm. very protective of uh, my mother. And there got to a point where, you know, I used to try and, uh, you know, stick up for her and try and protect her. And uh, it led to, you know, some crazy situations with my father. Um, and, you know, that's a relationship that, you know, is not where I would like it to be. Um, even though, you know, he's tried and he's, you know, he's different now. Um, a lot happened and, you know, uh, it's been trying for me to try and heal from. Um, you know, I wasn't treated like the little princess <laughs> mm. growing up. This is this is deep, Nate. <laughs> hey, look, we, I'm, we I'm really listening. We're gonna go as deep as you want to go. Um, I know, but, but you know, I'll dig myself in a hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We be down here deep. <laughs> you know, we both on here crying. Right. But no, um, as as you're sharing that again, just just thinking of so many different things, and again, I appreciate your transparency, your vulnerability, um, because I know that that's blessing somebody else. Mm. Um, because you know they may see you and they like, yo, Chris got it all together. She got all, you know what I mean. And it's like, you don't know the story behind all of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Um, but for sure. I think it's uh, it's interesting because, like you said, you developed certain things because of what was going on around you. So it's like you became a little aggressive because you almost felt like you had to be there. For sure. To to, to, to be that protector in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, um, I just think about... 
perspective of my mom and my mm. sister. Um, you know. Oh yeah, your sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my mom and my sister. I just, you know, I just felt very protective of them, you know, at a very young age. Um, and you know, I mean, it got to the point where there was, you know, <laughs> got into some some stuff. There was some stuff that happened. You know what I mean? Um, my father and I got into fights plenty of times, you know, and mm -hmm. it's not the uh, father daughter, you know, it's not the father daughter relationship that I should have had that would have set me up to have good relationships. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot stemmed from that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's something I still struggle with now. That's understandable too. And I heard earlier, I was listening to, um, I think I was on YouTube watching something. I don't know, but um, there was a therapist saying like the word should, mm. that's a very, that's a very challenging word because it puts pressure on us. Yeah. Like we, we yeah. should have had this or you should have done that. Right. And um, right. for me, you know, I'm big on words, man. You talk about that all the time, like language words, all that right. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just I today. also think, right, right. Just today, right. Just literally today, like right. earlier. Right. Mm -hmm. crazy texting back and forth but it's like the, the power of words right and just to, to encourage you it's like yeah you went through those things but you've also built this resilience that True. has allowed you to be who you are you know right. for yourself for your for your children and for others so i want to switch gears a little bit and move up towards the you know the teenage years kind of transitioning into young adult when you became that mother like how how was that situation how scary was that or, or what, what did you gather from that, being a young mother? Well, I do want to speak one more thing on just the last thing. I'm oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's taken me a little bit of time, too, because I guess as a mother, you know, I'm a mother now. My son is a teenager. He's a freshman in high school, which is nuts. And Crazy. my daughter is in fifth grade. And you know, I've been a mother for a while. And, like, I think, you know, the thing that has helped me kind of have grace um, it's just realizing that like my mom was young when she had me, she was the same age that I was when I had my son. So, mm. you know, there's no playbook to this and everybody is conditioned from their own experience. And so, um, you know, yeah. I often try to think about, you know, just the things that they experienced that made my parents a certain way when they were raising me and you know one day my kids might be on a podcast talking about me so um you know i think that's that's kind of helped me too is that like everybody has a level of conditioning from their own experience and people you know are moving from that from their own perception and not necessarily trying to hurt you so anyway mm. okay moving on <laughs> no, no 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 that's good that's good because i remember um having some tension towards my parents mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it wasn't until I sat down and hold, heard both of their stories. Right. Cause as, as a kid, you only see them as mom and dad. Exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah you're just mom and dad, but it's like, okay, you have a whole life too. You're right. somebody else's child. You know what I'm saying? Right. right, right, right. And when I was able to sit down and I was mature enough to be like, all right, and really hear their stories individually, there was another level of grace that I had for them. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. I felt like, I almost felt like a jerk a little bit. Like, damn, I was kind of mean to y'all. <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize you went through all of that. But when we're young, we just see them as mom and dad. Yeah. So there is no grace for that. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's important that we have those conversations. So the parents that are listening, I'm not saying you need to be airing out, you know, all your stuff, <laughs> but it's like that level, there needs to be some level of transparency, some level of an open door policy where y'all can have, you know, real conversations when they are of age. Right. I think that that's, that's super important to, to have those things. So, um, as a transition, myself, you know, yeah. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It adds a whole different perspective on it. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that's for sure. That's yeah, for sure, so. it, it, it it certainly does. Oh, hey, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't see nobody on here, so that's good. Hey, Jack. Um, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, so tell me tell me a little bit more about that that young mother stage kind of trying um, to figure your life out, like you, because you don't even know yourself at that age. You know nope, what I'm saying? Not at all. And you know what? I often say this, um, hindsight. Uh, so going back to that time, um, I used to sing. I was very big into singing. Um, I went. Hey, to we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about that too. Because <laughs> you used to sing, and like people are like, oh, Chris used to sing. I'm like, why? Is it? It's a whole other story. But we're gonna get you, you to know, sing I one of these times. Screaming at the top of my lungs all the time. But you know what? I'm gonna use the microphone. <laughs> um, and they got me a microphone. We're gonna get you to sing in class one day. Like at the oh, end, Lord. we're just gonna have you. Mm. We're, gonna, we're gonna cut the lights low and just let you just say it just over everybody. It's gonna have to be a Tony Braxton song because that's how low my register is now. Um, but yes, I did used to sing, and it was something that I was very passionate about. In fact, it was probably you know for me like an escape um, from what was going on in my home life uh, when I was growing up. I, I went to Charter Tech for the performing arts. I was in the. <laughs> I was a. Uh, I was. Charter Tech for the Performing Arts, and um, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I got ADHD. Nate. You gotta stay focused, um, girl. I know, right? I was in Charter Tech for the Performing Arts. Uh, we, I did different bands, different shows. Every month, I did um, a show. So you know, we would have different stuff available at the school, and it very much still music is something I love and it's very something I'm really passionate about. I've always been like that. I mean, my dad has recordings of me when I'm like two or three years old begging him to put the music back on. <laughs> um, so it's something that's very much ingrained in me. And when I was singing, you know, it was, it was something that I used to deal with uh, the stuff that was going on, you know, in my life at that time. Um, I was in bands at time at, you know, Tosh and I got very close because I was in mm -hmm. Uh, Bubba Mac Shack, we used to be part of their house band and I would do weddings and we would do these different gigs and it was something that I really loved and it was something that I was very confident with. Um, I would get up on stage and have my little cute little outfits and, you know, it was something that was very much a part of me. Um, and, you know, I was in Keene University um, for music and uh, I ended up getting pregnant and I was kind of at a crossroads a little bit um, because once you once you feel that in your stomach, that little kick <laughs> in your stomach, uh, that's it. Like you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like everything is not about me anymore. That's it. No more. That time is over. Um, and you know, I decided to to have my son Joshua. He's in the other room, ear hustling right now. Um, and <laughs> um, you know, I, at the time it was, it was difficult. I didn't have a pot to piss in. Um, I dropped out of college. Uh, his dad and I did get married, um, you know, which we're good friends now. Uh, at the time, you don't, you shouldn't marry anybody when you're 19. Bad idea. 
everybody that's listening yeah please that don't do that. <laughs> please you're gonna be like three more people after that um but so yeah so we got married but it was really just because you know we were we, i was raised in church i was raised in church my mother my mother kept me in church my whole childhood she kept me in church and um you know he was a church guy we were going to second baptist and we were just trying to do the right thing so we got married at a disgustingly young age and um it didn't work out Shocker, I know. <laughs> and uh, I found myself, you know, very young with a baby. And, um, you know, the you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to be a famous singer. So I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. Um, you know, I was living in subsidized housing. I was on everything you could be on. I was on WIC. I was on uh, 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 the food stamps. I was on every kind of assistance you could get. I was waitressing um, and trying to, that was when I was like, all right, well, I gotta do something. And um, I decided to try and go to school for paralegal. I ended up getting it paid for through the one stop. And like, I did all of that. Um, I really did not have, you know, it was, it was a very trying time in my life. My husband, my ex-husband, um, you know, was not faithful. And that was something that was a lot. Uh, I always attributed that to my weight gain because on top of that, I gained all that weight when I was pregnant with him. Cause you know, mm. like nobody tells you, <laughs> nobody right. tells you that you're, you think, okay, I'm pregnant. I'm good. I can just eat everything that I want and I'll be fine. And then apparently my baby was not 80 pounds. Um, so as soon as I had <laughs> the baby, as soon as I had my son, I still had all that weight left over. And, you know, I did for a long time blame myself um, you know, for what happened in my marriage and the fact that he he cheated on me, I thought it was because I didn't take care of myself and I wasn't attractive. And I, mm. but you know, yeah, I mean, it's deep. It's deep. That's, um, yeah, that's a that's a trap. A lot of well, not even a trap, but that's a situation a lot of people, especially women, fall into. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying sure. where that happens, and it's like, oh well, I must not be attractive, so it's it's okay. I'm not pleasing him, and it's it's not okay. No, but a lot of times we put the blame on ourselves when somebody else. Right. You know, blatantly hurts us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't want to cut you off. I thought that was a really important point to make, but continue. No, for sure. And, and you know, he eventually did years later apologize for, uh, <laughs> Jay, Jay kind of stopped cracking jokes. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did end up apologizing. And we are very good friends now, um, you know, much later on. In fact, he was one of my trainers um, when I first started my weight loss uh, journey. But we were very, very, very young. Um, didn't I didn't have nothing. He didn't have nothing. Neither one of us had anything. He moved back to his family's house and I had this apartment. I couldn't pay for this apartment. Like I said, I was on all kind of government assistance. Um, when my son was a year old, I had to go to Catholic Charities to get him Christmas presents um, because mm. I could not afford Christmas. And and I'm, I'm very headstrong. So, um, you know, I'm sure if I had asked my mother or my grandmother or somebody, <laughs> to help me get him some presents, but it was, I'm just, I, I, I just had to do it myself, you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, that was, that was a tough year. I had to go to the mission. I was going to be evicted from my apartment because I could not afford the rent. Um, I had to go to the mission and they had this like grant for single moms where they would pay your rent. Um, if you had an eviction notice and I mean, it was rough. It was rough. I was catching, the train to work uh, from Hamilton. We live way up in Hamilton, so not close to anybody could help. Who could help me? I was paying a neighbor to babysit my son 
or, you know, I had him in daycare and the lady, the little Spanish lady would just come in very early for me. It was rough. I mean, that was, that was, that was a hustle uh, for me at that time. Um, and, you know, like I said, I was in school for paralegal and I was waitressing at um, the Chelsea. I, I was part of that opening crew of the Chelsea and I was just a breakfast waitress hustling, trying to make money. And just, like I said, didn't, didn't have a pot to piss in. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a trying time in my life, but I will always remember that and always remember that like, it'll never be as bad as that. I mean, I had a jar full of change and we were dumping it on the, on the table to get groceries. Like it was bad. So I'll never, I'll always remember that um, because nothing ever seems as dire as that situation. I actually called, um, you know, after my ex-husband and I broke up, I called a suicide hotline. Um, and, you know, I had a friend of mine. He's one of my friends on Facebook. I don't know if he's watching this, um, but his name is Rasan. And I met him calling a suicide hotline because when my son would go to his dad's house, I felt like I had no, no life, no nothing. I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, I felt like hopeless and didn't know, you know, the thing that I had always banked on doing with singing and all that, I wasn't able to do. And, you know, it was rough. And, you know, Rasan from the suicide hotline talked to me every night for a long time just to kind of help me through that stage of my life. I never actually met him either. He just was very instrumental in that time. And most people don't know that, you know, that I went through that, but going through that and feeling every ounce of that and holding my son in the corner of the apartment because I didn't know how we were going to pay the bills, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it makes you strong. It makes you really strong. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm glad I, I'm not glad. I'm, I'm glad I went through that. And I do say, you know, before I had my son, like I tell him all the time, like he, even though I had him when I was 19, he saved my life. Um, you know, I was, I was, oh, thanks for that. Uh, he saved my life. I was very self selfish before I had my son and I didn't really know what love was before I had my son. And I didn't really know how to be, how to give that unconditional love and how to think of anybody but, but myself. And when my son came into my life, it showed me how to love outside of myself. Um, mm, and, that's know, good. I, I wouldn't change a thing. I, I, that little boy is my heart, and so is my daughter because they both are. Um, but you know, I wouldn't change anything. He he was sent to me for a reason. Mm. Yeah. So. No, that's I, again. I really, really appreciate you. You know, just diving deep into that and pulling that. I know that was tough to pull out because we talked about <laughs> that before, and he's like, oh, I don't yeah. know. But um, again, I, I believe that there's somebody again on this other end who's either on this live stream now or who may listen to this months from now or years from now, you know, mm -hmm. and it's going to bless them because they're going through uh, similar situations, similar trials and things like that. And I always believe that these stories, you know, are really encouraging. So as we, we, we dive a little bit more because mm -hmm. you went through those situations, you were in this dark hole, right? Dark hole. You know, you know, calling a suicide hotline, this gentleman, praise God for him. Um, th this angel kind of walking you through and being that encouragement for you. Um, mm -hmm. When does that that transition happen? Because that's a tough thing to get through. Mm -hmm. It's like you got to really be mentally 
and and a place strong where you're just continuing to push through and obviously God's grace and things like that. Right. Um, so when did, I guess, that stuff kind of get behind you when you started to focus on the training, kind of like, okay, this is where I'm at, this is what I'm doing, and I want to help other women, really. Obviously, you have some men clients, but your your focus is like women. Yes. Like they, I, they flock to you from everywhere. So I, I want women. Yeah, we yeah of course. You, want. you know, but, you know, I, I am a woman, so it's not right. a hard thing for me to, to, to help a woman because I've been through it. Um, myself, um, you know, there was, there was a lot, uh, I guess, oh, thanks mom. Uh, there was a lot that, you know, in between that time, cause like I said, Josh was a little baby and it's funny cause my, my ex pointed it out to me recently that, um, I, <laughs> my ex pointed it out to me recently that I had started trying to lose weight. Then, um, I used to put my son in the baby stroller. And I would, we, you know, we, we, we shared a car. So when I didn't have a car, I would just be in the house in Hamilton stuck up there. So <laughs> I would put um, my son in the baby shoulder and be like, all right, I'm gonna go around the complex, you know, six times <laughs> and, and try to get a little bit of cardio in just from walking. And I would put my headphones on and get into the music. And that was very much, it became like therapy for, you know, it became therapy for what I was going through where it, it just, gave me the ability to lock in on something else. And I guess mm. that would be the point when I started to to do that um, was, you know, when my son was a baby. Um, but, you know, a lot, lot, lot happened after that. And there was many times where I tried and failed to lose weight. You know, I got married again, um, big wedding this time. I had my daughter, Faith, who, you know, I had my daughter with all the weight on from my son. <laughs> Like I had not lost the weight for my son. And then I had another baby. Um, mm. And you know, that went into, you know, another difficult situation. Um, you know, I, I thought that was another thing. Like I thought my life was supposed to go a certain way. At that point, we had a big wedding, um, you know, and, and, and a house with an actual literal white picket fence in front of my house, um, you know. Wow. And I thought that, you know, that was what my life was going to be. Um, and, and at this point, I should say that I, I got to a point where I just stopped taking care of myself. I had two little kids at this point. My son was seven and my daughter was three when I finally got fed up with my weight loss. Um, but when my daughter was born, you know, my son was like almost four and I had a little baby. So, you know, it's very easy to put yourself on the back burner at that point. Um, and I was just going day to day, like, you know, I stopped wearing jeans. I was just wearing yoga pants and my ex-husband's shirts and just try my best to cover <laughs> and to not pay attention, um, you know, to how much weight I was putting on, even though, even though, you know, it was something that was always in the back of my head because, you know, you know, when you don't feel confident and when you don't, when you go to the store to put clothes on, I always tell this story. I went to Kohl's to try on an outfit, stayed there for three hours. I couldn't find anything I liked. I cried in the dressing room and then canceled and didn't even go out. And that's mm. like, that was the place that I was in. And that's very much like a place of where you just kind of feel like you're in bondage. And remember, I told you I used to sing and that was not me. That was not my personality. My personality was this like big giant Beyonce personality um, but I was just not who I was anymore. Um, 
you know, from all that weight that I had put on and I just got lost. I got lost in taking care of my kids, my husband. I had a group of friends who all had little kids and we used to get together and just eat a bunch of junk and drink really bad coffee drinks. And, you know, <laughs> not, you know, just we used to smoke. I used to smoke cigarettes like a lot. Um, mm. and, you know, it was just I lost me. I, I had the house, the white picket fence. I had a boy and a girl, I had my husband, and everything out from the outside looked like it was great. But on the inside, it it, it was not. I was uncomfortable, I was in a bad marriage, um, you know, and things were falling apart. And um, I guess I had gotten to the point where, you know, I said I had um, my ex, Josh's dad, he was a trainer and he was doing these like, um, these like free, like whatever you, free assessments hmm. and he calls me and he's like chris come down to the gym and do let's do an assessment and he did challenge me he challenged me and he he said listen you know you put on weight and this is not who you were and you got to get a hold of this and i was like all right you're right i like it when people challenge me and that's why i have the personality i do with my clients now so i went down to that gym this was when i was living in the house with the two babies and my ex-husband and, um, you know, went down to the gym, did the assessment, and I found out that the, I got on the scale and it said 256 pounds. And mm. I could not believe it. Like, I, I just couldn't. I knew I was over 200, but, like, I didn't know that it was that bad. I had no idea because I had just stopped paying attention. I had stopped taking care of myself. I had stopped looking. I had stopped trying with mm. Chris. I wouldn't even put on makeup. Like I would put on like, 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 you know, my, like I said, my husband's shirt, I'll put my hair in a bun and yoga pants and Uggs and keep it going. And I did that for years to the point where I didn't even realize that I had gotten to 256 pounds. I cried that day. I cried for three days after that. Mm. <laughs> Cause I could not believe that I had gotten to that point. Um, and then I was like, yo, you gotta fight like nobody is going to get you out of this, but you, <laughs> nobody is, you are here. And what are you going to do? You're going to stay here. Um, and after that, you know, I really was angry that I had gotten to that point. Um, and that was when I turned that fighter mode on and, um, you know, became that fighter, I guess, that I had always been. And mm -hmm. I fought that weight off of me. Um, you mm. know, I was there every day. The people at the gym be like, when are you going to go home? <laughs> because I was there every day because I was just angry that I had let myself get to that point. So, wow. Yeah. That's interesting how you pull something from your childhood to utilize to your benefit as yeah. a young adult. Um, and and yeah. something I'm thinking about now, because we're working together now, we're doing, um, you know, you have this 30 day challenge going on. Shout out yeah. to the to the crew that's a part of that amazing uh, 30 day transformation challenge. Yes, ma'am. Um, yes, sir. Sorry, I said yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're good. But as I'm <laughs> as I'm thinking about it, you know, we're walking them through this process. We're about halfway, almost halfway there. Yeah. Um, and you've been training these groups for a while. I mean, from retro to Attilas to other I was doing places. In my basement, to too. I, I was doing it in my basement. In the house. basement. For, I remember that. I had the basement, basement. popping for a while. The basement, basement ministry was popping. Sure. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking, um, how has just th those situations in general, like you said, you turned on that that fighter mode. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you got to that point where you were just so upset. Like, how did I how did I lose me in this? How often would you say you see that within your own group that you're training now? Because like I said, you have a flock of women who come to you where it's like, I, I see I see what I was and I'm able to help that. Like, do you see that often, you would say? Every time a new client walks in the door, I see a piece of myself in them. Mm. And when I talk to them, I, I'm, it's like I'm talking to me. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. I say I talk to them in a way that I know I needed to hear back years ago. Um, mm. And yeah, like, you know, every single client that walks through my door, I want them to get to past this. I, I, and I know they can. That's the thing. It's like I know from my own experience that like they don't have to go through this. <laughs> they can get past this. And I, I, as soon as they sign up, I'm like, we are going to get past this. I'm going to show you how to get past this. And you know, there's a lot of times when yes, it's it. I see pieces of myself in different parts of my story. Even client, not just weight loss clients, because remember, I got really skinny after that show, and I was trying to mm-hmm. put muscle on. So that. even clients like that, I got to a point where I had gotten so skinny that I was uncomfortable and I wanted to put muscle on. So I can even identify with those clients too. Mm. And I just want them, each woman who comes through my door to know that like where they're at does not have to be their final destination, that they can change their story. And, um, you know, I feel so passionate about helping them do that, you know, um, I get women who come in my office and are in tears because of where they're at or women during the workouts who are crying because of where they've got themselves to. And I've been in the mm-hmm. same exact space and I just want to help them get through it because when you're go when you're in that, you don't know if you can get through it. You don't know. You're like, this might be whoever, you know, this might be who I am now. This might right, be, right. Can, I get, can, can I get out of here? I don't know if I can get out of this. And I just want them to know they can. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, so, yeah, like, that's why it's so personal to me. If I didn't have bills and stuff, I would do this all for free. <laughs> I just, it is, it's very much a ministry for me. Like, I just want people to get free from that. I want people mm. to break the change. I want people that's to good. get out of that bondage. Yes, it's, it's, Not- it's bondage. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good. You know. It's, it's, I'm so glad you said that though. I'm so glad you said that. Like this is yeah. this is ministry for you. For sure. Um, for someone who is believer and Christian, you right. know, we kind of put everything in regards to ministry inside the church. And right. for me, um, just like you, my work is outside of that. For right. Sure. My work is yeah. far outside of that. For me, I'm in schools and things like that. And it's like, yo, that's my ministry. Right. So it's refreshing to hear you say, like, look, this is my ministry. Like I'm I'm speaking into people's life. I'm encouraging people. I'm helping them get to the next level. Like they're changing. They're not just losing weight or gaining muscle. They're literally changing their lives. And for the women that have kids who may have felt like they've lost themselves, they're now reclaiming and and finding who they once were and and growing to a much better version to that. So they're not just coming through them doors sweating. Like you can sweat anywhere. Right. We got workouts anywhere. It's gyms all around. You can probably YouTube. You got the Nike app, like all that stuff. <laughs> exactly. I, tell, I tell them all the time when I'm there, I'm like, yep. look, this is this is a lot deeper than that. And right. that's why um, that's re- really the reason why I titled this bigger than fitness, because it's, it's so much bigger because there are other women trainers. But for you, you, you've taken everything within you and 
you've utilized it to to breathe life into these women, and that's why they come back after you do your crazy workouts. <laughs> they, they be dying. They be about to die in that joint. Like, man, I don't know, man, she she doing too much. And then next thing you know, you see them tomorrow. It's like I thought she was doing too much. It's like, I know, but they like it. They like to die a little bit. Don't listen to them. <laughs> I have learned how to tune that out. <laughs> I just shut them off. Okay, sis, I hear you. She, she oh. just shut it off. <laughs> we got. She don't hear it no more. Just like uh huh, yep, uh huh. I want to hear it. Keep going. So let's do this. Let's do this real quick, because I do want to do one more last transition before we kind of, you know, talk more about TWK. Um, As a trainer now, where you are now in the space you're in, you're expanding, you're growing. Business is going great. It's getting better. Um, Mental health. You know, I'm super passionate about that because of my own struggles and things that I've had and just my work in general Mm -hmm. as a trainer that's taking on so much. Right. You're taking on all different type of personalities. People mm-hmm. are coming to you with their stories right. and their traumas. You know, how are you now at this point taking care of yourself and your mental health? That way you can be, you know, available for these women. So you can respond to them in a way where you're not just pouring out on empty. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's been a struggle for me um, because I am an empath just like you. So, you know, I, I, I want to help everybody all the time. I want to pick up, if I could do it for all of them, I would do what I would. Um, so it, it's, it, it's something that I'm learning is that you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, because again, you know, I never want to turn this into something that is like a burden on me um, because it's something that I love so much. Um, and it does fill me up. I never feel like I'm working. Like I enjoy going to work. I jump out the bed to go to work. Um, so, you know, I, I've gotten a couple of tough lessons. Um, just, you know, this, this past year has been a really hard year for me. Um, and I've gotten some, some crazy lessons that have kind of taught me that like, you know, you, you, you have to pay attention to yourself first, mm. you know, yeah. everything starts with you. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've been in therapy. I, I see my therapist often. Um, I love her. That's my sis. Um, I've been in therapy since December. Um, and, you know, God did that at the right time because January smacked me right in my head. Um, and, you know, I went, I went through a very difficult uh, situation. I guess I could say breakup, um, you know, that really had me on my behind. Um, and, you know, February I was, I had to go to the hospital for anxiety. I was having an anxiety attack. I couldn't breathe. I, mm. I couldn't, you know, I I was wow. I was pacing through my house and going out to my car and sitting in my car for hours. And, you know, the fact that I was able to train anybody through what I was going through at that moment was just a miracle because I was on E um, at that moment after going through this really rough situation um, that kind of, hit me like a ton of bricks out of nowhere. Um, so I say all that to say what I learned in that situation and very much how I took my power back um, was taking that time for me. My therapist, um, she told me to find one thing that was my thing uh, that didn't have to do with anybody else. It was just my thing, Didn't not me giving to anyone, just my thing. And that's what led me to start going up to um, Pennsylvania and training with Built Fitness and the trainers up there. It's where I met my my, now my partner, um, Josh. And that became something that, you know, I really looked forward to and something that will really 
energized me um, where, you know, I would go up there. Nobody knew me. I wasn't trainer Chris. I wasn't girl who lost 100 pounds. I wasn't none of that. I was just Chris. And I was just in the workout and I was just following what they said. And it was pouring into me. Um, and I feel like that made all the difference. It helped me find my power after this rough situation. Um, and it inspired me and it filled me up and it helped me to release, you know, the, the stuff from the week and charge my battery. And prior to that, you know, I, I was not, I was not at that point and training with Rich too. I do have, um, you know, it's funny. People ask me all the time, like you're a trainer, why do you need trainers? Uh, but Rich White is my, my personal trainer. Um, mm -hmm. I train with him several times a week and then I go up to build fitness on the weekends. And it is for that actual reason. It's because I need that. <laughs> I it's it's literally how I deal with what you said, pouring, you know, pouring into people and making sure that my cup is not empty. Um, you know, Rich, yeah, he be killing me. <laughs> but honestly, yo, he be killing me. Um, but honestly, <laughs> I get a lot from our, yo, I'm not going to talk about it. Um, I get a lot from our sessions. He's like, he's like my therapist, you know, um, mm. and I get a lot poured back into me. And now those times when I'm with Rich or the times when I'm up in PA, um, those times for me are untouchable. Those are my mm. times, my times with my therapist. Those are untouchable times. Nobody can touch those. Those, you know, my schedule's blocked out. You can't even book me at that time. And mm. before all this stuff happened um, this year, I didn't do that. And I was only half of what I am right now. Do you know what I'm saying? I was surviving. Um, and mm. now I'm at this point where, yeah, it's very important to me to, to fill my cup and um, to make sure that I have things in place for people to, to, to pour into me as well. I like that. That's good. Um, I'm just thinking about that one thing, right? Because I have my one thing as well. You have yours and everybody's looks different. For sure. Um, but I'm proud of you for for doing that. You know, Because on the outside looking in, it's like, yo, bro, why would you do that? But it's like, this is my thing. Right. It fills me up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Whatever that thing is that fills you up, we need to do it. And I love that because that's your form of self-care. It is. It which is. is dope. You know what I'm saying? That's really dope. It's not the cliche of like, oh, I'm just get my nails and my hair done. It's like, this is my form of self-care. I like to go train. Not only that, you as a, you know, I would consider an elite trainer. Now your your, your clients, your women are looking at you like, oh, she got a trainer too? Like, she's dead serious. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, like I'm Denzel out in these streets. I'm, a, I'm the best <laughs> and I got an acting coach. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I stay at that tip top level. So I, I, mean, I definitely applaud you with that and, and give you your flowers. And Thank it's you. encouraging and inspiring at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because you're doing all of the things to take care of yourself. You're like, look, I know I'm not where I want to be, but I'm going to continue to take care of myself and grow so I can better serve those yeah. you know, who's around me, which I think is powerful. And as we talk about that, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, TWK, uh, yeah. you know, training with Chris. I was calling it twerk for a long time, but it's definitely not twerk. No, everybody calls it twerk. <laughs> it could be called twerk because we twerk. It could be. So we got we got we got implemented twerk class in Listen, there. Listen, I know Darlene's got to teach the twerk class though. Nobody, nobody else, nobody else. Um, so it can't be crazy. So let's hear a little bit about that because, like I said, you've been at this uh, yeah. with this training thing for a while, but it seems like now you really have a laser focus on what this is. For you know sure. what I'm saying? Like this, this is your thing. Like TWK is your thing. Like y'all move as it. Like we went to Philly. What was that? A few months ago. 
as like a unit of of TWK people, like deep. deep. You yeah, I'm saying, and that doesn't just happen from. Oh, I'm teaching a group class a few days a week. You know, y'all should come out. It's like, no, you got a whole tribe with you <laughs> that you've built. You know what I'm saying? Over time, so let, let's hear more about like TWK, kind of like the origins of it, and you know, wh- what's the plans for it? So TWK, it's funny when that is called that now because I think so. I was like back in Attilus in EHT. I was writing a uh, trainer with Chris, like we had that board, but I used to share it with like other trainers or whatever. So on top of the board, I didn't have room to write training with Chris. So I wrote TWK. And ever since then, <laughs> it just caught on. People have been calling it TWK, which is, I guess is much easier than saying training with Chris. Um, and it's not even just me anymore. You know, it's, it's grown. But TWK was something that I started in my basement. Um, you know, because after I didn't even get to this part of my story and I'm not even going to go way deep into it. Um, but after I lost my house with, uh, you know, with my ex-husband and my two kids, uh, I had to move in with my mother. And, um, you know, for a while we lived in her apartment. Um, and then we ended up getting this house and the house had a basement in it. And the basement had a uh, separate entrance uh, that, you know, you didn't have to go through the house to get to the basement. So uh, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm bringing my clients here. I'm not going to be training them at Retro for $7 when I could bring them in here. We get some weights and get it popping. So that was um, how Training with Chris started. Um, And that was in 2016, 2016, 17. Um, I became an actual, you know, legal business in 2017. Um, And, you know, we used to train in my backyard, on my porch, like wherever we could find a place. And, um... You know, it very much grew from there. I got the opportunity to go to Attila's Neck Harbor Township the day that they opened. Um, you know, I was there training. Um, and eventually I was able to take my clients from my basement to the Egg Harbor Township gym. Um, it's been, man, it's been it's been all yeah. over the place. We had this little garage in Pleasantville <laughs> for a minute. It was freezing, there was no heat, the girls were in there with with, with coats on. Um but I think the thing is that, you know, um, we've created and, and I don't even it's not just me. Like, it's just I'm the trainer. Like, I don't feel like I'm like, you know, at the top of the and I'm the queen of it or anything like that. I just feel like I'm the trainer and we have a sisterhood and it's developed into this. It's 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 um I know, D, you're funny. It's like grown into this sisterhood where there's no cattiness which is crazy because every time you get a bunch of groups of women together there's cattiness but there's no cattiness um there's women in there who have been with me since my first class who are still there um mm. and you know that says a lot thank you yeah there that's that a lot homies um but you know i never approached it like that i always approached it as an us thing i never approached it as a i'm the head and they're below me um, so what ended up happening was we all just became very good friends with each other. We came very, became very invested in each other's transformations, where now I'm seeing people who have been with me for a long time and reached their goals are helping new people. And we're mm. all just kind of, you know, we That's want dope. to see each other win. And we really genuinely like each other. It's a lot of moms. And, you know, I think we all kind of understand that you know, when you become a mom, you you lose that side of yourself that has the girlfriends and has fun and dances and goes to the gym and all. 
and it, everything becomes about your family and your kids. So I think it's given a lot of these women, and even not just moms, but women who get older, you lose that social side of it. Um, it's given us all that kind of opportunity to have that. And we all really value each other. We all really like each other. It's genuine. We all want to see each other win. I mean, we were, we were, I had trained girls today and um, I have put 90 pounds on the, on the boxes for them to push. And all of us were screaming like, come on, go, go. Just to get the girl across. Cause we knew she could do it. You know what I'm saying? It's turned into, awesome. I know they could do it. So we know you could do it. Um, and I think that's where, uh, you know, that's where, that's what separates us. And it makes it more of something that's enjoyable. And that is also something that's very important to me. The, um, the ambiance and the atmosphere in there. I don't ever want anybody to feel bullied. I don't ever want anybody to feel like they don't belong. No. Um, I don't, I dealt with that. You know what I'm saying? When you're a hundred pounds overweight and then you go to a gym, you're like, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> these all these fit people. I'm not. I'm not one of them. So I know that that's what they're going through in their mind when they walk into the gym and they become a client. They feel funny. They feel like they don't belong. They feel like they can't do the workouts. And so it's important to me that when I get a new client, we hold their hand and we're like, no, no, no. There's none of that in here. You belong here. There's a lot of times where I'll say, you are. You belong here with us. And um, you know, starting clients off like that. This is this is my big head son back here. Uh, starting clients <laughs> off like that and seeing them go through their journey mm -hmm. and then become someone who is now helping someone else is what's really given this, you know, I think the crowd and the 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 vibe and the tribe that we have. Um yeah. you know, is is because and people stay with it, you know. I I want people to like working out. I want people to get excited and and look forward to working out. Um, and you know, I feel like we've created that environment. Um, For sure. And, you know, it's For grown. Sure. It's grown a lot. God, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm it's, it. No, 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 no. This is great. This is great. <laughs> and um, it has. I've watched it develop and grow. Um, yeah. Even during my time away from the gym and just training right. and everything, mm -hmm. to come back and see the way it's growing, I realized like, oh, this is a real community. Like this is much bigger than. Yeah. Again, it's much bigger than fitness. And right. that's the beautiful part of all of this, because you're creating a community field that's allowing people to be free and be themselves and be OK exactly. making mistakes. Right. You know what I'm saying? And not yeah. feeling judged, which is a huge, huge part of it. Um, and I've, I've personally experienced that just working with you, being in the being in the rooms and just seeing how the group is supportive of everyone. Yes. Even when a new person joins in. Right. It's like, oh, we got a new person in our family. Cool. And there's no envy. There's no jealousy. There's none of these things. I will cut but There's, there's <laughs> nothing but support. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited about TWK and the future of what's going on. I'm super excited about our women who are in that 30-day challenge. Yeah. Um, it's super dope in that community. If you miss this round, you better not miss the next round. I just want to let yeah. you know you're missing out <laughs> on some, some fire value. So sure. as we kind of come to a close, I want to share a few more things. I want you to kind of share with people how they can get in contact with you. Okay, so, <laughs> um, so right now, if you would like to join the the uh, the team, uh, my Instagram has a which there's a logo has it here there. I'm trying to point to it. I don't know. <laughs> can you see where my uh, my Instagram handle is? It has um, a book now button right on the front page, and you can click on that button and go right to book a consultation and the consultation's free. 
and it'll be me and you sitting down talking about, you know, what we're trying to do, what your goals are, and really how to, you know, get you there. A lot of times during those consultations, that's when people break down and cry and all all that. So, you know, that's free 99. <laughs> Come in and, um, you know, and, and let's talk and see if we're a good fit for you. We also have, you know, just in the past couple months, I've added a lot to what TWK offers. It used to just be me. Um, but now we have all these different trainers. Nate is a trainer for TWK. Um, Anae Johnson is a trainer for TWK. She used to be one of my clients. So I love that. Um, and, you know, we have boxing, we have different classes. Adam's going to be doing a jump rope class. Abella does yoga. Um, so it's really not just me anymore. We offer so, so, so much. And um, everything kind of goes together. Hey, that's what's up. Hey, Josh, what's up, man? What's up? Jumping in on, jumping in on, the, on the podcast <laughs> interview? You being nosy. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what's up, though. Um, I'm excited yeah. again. Make sure y'all, y'all hit her up. ASAP. We have a nutritionist too. We have a nutritionist. There's and they have a nutritionist. Things. Yes, because you know, diet is everything. Diet is everything. So it's important to me to bring a um to to bring a nutritionist on the team as well, so that we can get people you know their meal plans because it goes right along with exercise and the mental health diet. So you know. We really are a one-stop shop for everything transformation fitness-wise. Um, you can That's get beautiful. it all in one spot. It's yep. beautiful to see it come full circle because it's everything that you actually needed is what you are providing now in all Absolutely. aspects, from mental health to physical to the nutrition to the, the community support. It's like everything that you needed that you were kind of struggling through that you felt yep. that you were missing. It's like you now offer all of that. And I think yep. that that's beautiful when it comes full circle. And I believe we all have purposes similar to that where yeah. God takes us back to where we once were to help mm -hmm. other people sure. once we get through that. So that leads me right to um, our quote from you, right? All of my guests, I always have them bring a quote. Um, I'm a big quote guy. So in my phone, I tell a story all the time. In my phone, I have a folder that's full of like hundreds and hundreds of quotes that I've just either created myself or I've taken from other people. But I, I'm really big on quotes because a lot of them just speak life to me. And I live by a lot of different quotes. Yeah. Um, change what we normalized was a quote, you know what I'm saying? And it became this whole thing. And that was a movement. So for you, I asked you what your quote was and it was, you are stronger than you think you are. So I want you to kind of, kind of share where that came from and, and that the mindset behind that you are stronger than you think you are. Um, that actually was something that my first trainer, um, Raheem, my, my son's father, he really beat that into my head. I mean, not like literally, but he really used to like, this is what it is. Because there were so many times where I would give up or I would try to give up or I would think I couldn't do anymore or I would think I wasn't strong enough to pick up the weight or think I couldn't do the ropes or think I couldn't last. And he would be like, no, you're going to do it. Watch you do it. Watch you do it. Watch you think you can't do it, but watch you're going to do it. And, um, and then I would be wrong <laughs> every time. And he used to tell me that a lot. You are always stronger than you think. And it's become something that I really not just talk about with my clients and try to be into their head. Um, but it's something that I use in my life. Like, okay, this situation might be dire and you might think this is it. This is going to take you out. You know, you, you, you call the suicide hotline or whatever. It's going to take you out this, this awful situation but you're stronger than you think you are. And you don't even realize that you can you can handle this. 99% of the time, 
we don't even realize that what we think we're not able to do, we actually are able to do. Um, and we should just lead with doing it versus doubting whether or not we can. Right, right. Now, that's the truth right there. And I know that that just blessed somebody who's listening. Um, you, you're stronger than you think you are. That's the truth right there. Our mind, you know, sometimes it tries to limit what we can actually do yeah. because we're scared, you know, scarcity, past situations. We we have traumas. We have issues. We, yeah. we have anxiety and we almost talk ourselves out of so many things. So I'm glad that you shared that. And the last uh, thing for this evening, for this podcast one last question for you, and that is simply this. What does change what we normalize mean to you? Okay. So you hit me with this last minute, but I'm going to do my best. Um, <laughs> hit you with the bliggity. Hit you with the bliggity. <laughs> so what does I it mean, mean to you? Change what we normalize is basically everything that, you know, my business encompasses, and not just my business, but the things that I've been through, um, mm. you know, what was very much normalized to me or what I thought was my normal situation. Like I said, there was many times that I had my whole life planned out and I just knew that this was the direction I was going to be going in. And this was the path I was meant to be on. And I was supposed to be a singer. I wait, I was supposed to be a housewife. And that was my norm. Um, Mm. And then, you know, I guess there was bigger plans you know, God had bigger plans, things that I didn't even think of um, at the time. And, you know, I guess changing what my norm was, um, mm. it, it definitely changed and had the biggest impact of my life. Um, my norm ain't nothing compared to what God has or had. Hey, come on, somebody. <laughs> I like church on here. <laughs> Sound like church on here. Hey, I start, know, I start collecting tithes in the comments. Like, yo, yo, yo. I'm going to drop that cash app. I'm going to bless this. Right, that's, that's, that's what's up. That's what's up. I'm so glad that we finally were able to do this. Um, I you thank do. you. You pushed me out my uh, comfort zone on this. I had to because somebody needed this. Seriously, yeah. on a serious note, somebody really needed um, just to hear your story, to hear that you know, trials to triumph and how you're still, you know, you're going through situations, but you're persevering. I think that's super inspiring and encouraging to someone who is listening and viewing this. Um, So I'm just glad, I'm just really glad that you were able to, you know, just, just take some time out this evening and, you know, amongst your busy life, I know you got a lot going on. You got the kids there kicking it with you. Mm -hmm. Um, They're always, you know, just great. But again, I know somebody is blessed by what you shared this evening. I just want to say thank you, Chris. Um, thank you to the viewers. Thanks for Josh making a special guest appearance. <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I didn't like Ice Cube with that shirt on. <laughs> yo, you know what's funny? He came out the back with it and it just, it took me back to like a scene from like Baby Boy or something. It's like, like all oh. the way tied up. Here's face. He's got Hey. Hi. Family. So for, for everybody that's for people that are watching uh via YouTube or watching the playback, these are her children right here. Yeah. For those of you that are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, <laughs> yeah, you can only hear them. So yeah, okay. <laughs> but, but that's the family right there. But um, no, again, Chris, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Um and, oh really, the other addition to the family. Is. Hold on, hold on. The dog. Really the dog. The other addition to the family. Look, no, we're going, we going live and direct right here. This with is her entire family. Shout out to shout out to everybody chilling and waiting until the end. No, I appreciate everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now we thank y'all. 
This is another episode of Change What We Normalize with our special guest, Chris Johnson, my friend, um, <laughs> an incredible person, mother, yeah. just all-star all around, um, and just great person who is making real change in this world and is changing what she normalizes. So I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all like, subscribe, share, leave a review. And until next time, I'll see y'all later. Love you. Peace. <laughs>